Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of the Oh My Gosh podcast. On this episode, we're going to have a review of our year. We're going to chat a little bit about how the year has been and maybe look back over COVID and what we've noticed and what differences are there. We're also going to hear from our receptionist, Roisin, and that's it for this episode. Thank you. So welcome back. We're going to have a chat around a kind of review of the year, have a talk about what's been going on and anything that's kind of come up for us or anything we noticed. So it's back to just myself and Jessica. So I'm Patrick. And I'm Jessica. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for coming back to us. We are having a little bit of a review. Um, we were thinking about the different things that have been going on over the year, the changes that we've had. I know from a work point of view, there's been quite a bit that has happened this year for us as an organisation mm-hmm. and as individuals in the work that we're doing mm-hmm. and things that we've noticed. And we just wanted a bit of space to kind of chat that out. Yeah, I feel like it's been a long and a short year for me. Yeah. Um, I find there's parts that went really slow and then really fast. It feels like Pride was a year ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I know for me, I feel that week is always quite stressful and a lot going on and making sure you get it correct. Um, but it still feels like a year ago. Yeah. And then I find that November, December has just came and came like that. And vanished. Vanished, I, yeah. So I've noted this year, for some reason, the months have just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And it was like, because I know there was like weeks or something, weeks or two weeks here and there that felt like they were a year. Mm-hmm. But then it van Like, I cannot believe it's two, uh, when we're recording it, it's two weeks to Christmas. No, it, I feel like the first half of the year didn't happen and only from September to December is only existing to my head. Yeah. Um, even though I've been working here all year, like, I haven't to to be, yeah. I don't know what to describe it. Um, so since 2020, we've been in lockdown and yeah. that was my norm of kind of a very regimental schedule. Okay, work, home, yeah. can't go much places. And there's freedom now to do more. Yeah. And expe- they also the expectations to do more. Um, which yeah. can be hard. Because um, always, I think, what's coming to my head is always like this kind of phrase going around, like a work-life balance. Yeah. Whereas in COVID, it was kind of more like work and, well, I'll do this tomorrow at work. Or, and now you kind of have, well, I have more of a social life now and doing more. Yeah. It's like, oh, where do I find this balance now? Yeah. And I think for me, there's something of, I can't really imagine what the beginning of the year looked like. I've no concept of what January was. Here do I. I can't think of it. And I, I, there's something of, I feel like in other years I've been able to kind of track the year. Mm-hmm. Like I could feel January coming. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't, this time it's really hard. And something of travelling or movement or something is different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I resonate with what you say there about like you can imagine the year like imagine the month because when I think about a month I'm like I can picture myself in one place like that sums up this month for me yeah I feel, I feel for me there was very little summarisation of the months um, of what was going on yeah I don't think June was existent in my head I don't know I, no a blank the only reason I remember March is because I had Covid that's <laughs> 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 um, just a blur Joy, hold on, did I have a cold? No. Did. I think it was last March I had it. <laughs> See, this is it. I can't. Oh, maybe it was this March. 
Because I had it a week after, I think. Oh. Did I give you COVID? Yes. <laughs> Disclaimer, Patrick gave me COVID. <laughs> God, that must have been this year. Yeah. Uh, see, that's bananas to me. Mm. Because we were, so we were meant to be going on holidays. Yes, and that's what I remember. Okay, so yeah, then that was this, that's this year. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Crazy. Yeah, because I know, I know since the pandemic, I'm finding it harder and harder to track when things happened Mm. or what was when. And it's weird. I find it really weird. Because it's like training, sport, groups, all the somatic combination into one. Yeah. And they felt so different. Because I know we were, when we were talking about kind of planning, talking about this, and you mentioned training. I know I went straight off into that. Because so we do a training program looking at stuff, but the content has been so different. Mm. And the stuff that's coming up for people seems to be so different. The conversations we're now having around gender and sexuality are quite different to the conversations we used to have about gender and sexuality. I, was, I wasn't here previous to that, but my sense of it is a lot of safety and a place for people to be heard. Yeah. This is my concern. Almost like a please help me with this. Yeah, yeah. And space to say that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've talked about different bits but I, I find that I'm so interested in it, the difference in the spaces and how we have space now to do it and what that's going to be like because I feel like with the whole lockdown stuff and especially seeing it this year like I'm starting to see it in the work and I feel it mm. the impact that the last two years have had it's not until you like go back and I, 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 I believe we haven't truly feel the full effect of it yet no well and I can remember uh, so I've recently finished training in a course and I remember him talking about it saying, well, this is going to be in the ether for 10 to 15 years. Which is crazy. Yeah. You know? If you think about children that are born into, born in during COVID lockdown. Yeah. I imagine that must have an impact on their life some yeah, way, yeah. on the way up. Well, because I also think, like, and there's a level of inappropriateness in this, but with babies, people tend to pick up babies and hold them, and there's a tactileness, a touch. That's literally where my head was went, because... I don't know, lot, lot, not a lot, but like psychological with holding a baby and the impact that can have on yeah. your health as a, as a baby. Yeah. And I do think it's different. I know of a friend who had a child during lockdown and they were saying that they brought the child out to a kind of local park or something and the child didn't know how to function because they've never been around that many people. And that's the thing. I was only speaking to my friend last week and she's a dog. And she got the yeah. dog in March and the dog is totally terrified of people. Wow. Goes so skittish. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, doesn't know how to do it. It's like, who are these people? I'm only surrounded by four people in the family and these are the only people coming into my house. Yeah. And immediate danger. And I assume that must be the same for people. Yeah. You're coming into my space now. I don't, I've been maybe isolating for quite some time by myself or with family. Yeah. Do I really need you in my space anymore? No, that's it. And yeah. actually, how was that to do that even? Because... Mm. I think there's this kind of thing of an expectation to do things now. Because mm-hmm. I know, I remember when we were in lockdown, it was lovely. Oh, I, remember, I had a birthday in April and we went into lockdown in March. Oh my God, it was glorious. <laughs> I had I was sitting there, I was like, oh, this is going to be... I was unsure about it. 
And I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be a bit weird now, not having to do, and I was saying having to do things. Mm. It was lovely not having to do anything. I remember sitting at home going, this is amazing. I don't have to talk to anyone. The expectation, <laughs> oh, to visit family or whoever you might visit. Yeah. To go out and celebrate for a drink or go for a meal. So yeah. not go for a meal. So it's like, is it your celebration or my celebration? That's it. Because I know for me, I don't have an issue. I, I, I keep saying I don't have an issue with getting old, <laughs> but I keep talking about it. <laughs> um... I don't see growing old as a bad thing mm-hmm. and I'm aware of it and I think I'm becoming more aware of it when I'm around people that are younger because I'm like but I but I understand them but I'm definitely not their age and I get them but I'm definitely not their age and I find that really weird but yeah it's kind of like the comment you made a while ago 2017 was only like three years ago it's, <laughs> it's like you know <laughs> yeah it's crazy so sorry so I do think there's something of the aging thing where it can be such a complicated thing for people around mm. birthdays and getting older or younger. Yeah. And I do, because I know I I'd like I like travelling. Travelling mm. is important, even if I haven't done bloody much of it. But I had noticed during lockdown that was one of the hardest things that I've found. And I know this year we'd been on a few trips and it, that is still blowing my mind that that was only March. But were they the same though? No, we approached them differently. Mm. And it was nice, because I know before we used to travel, and it'd be, oh, just book the flights and we go. Yeah. And not that we, I, <laughs> we're not that flippant. <laughs> a women that just go, like, you, there was no thought behind it. Like, yeah. It was a bit, but not the level of planning that I feel that was needed for going on trips now. Yeah. Whereas I think there's something now about the experience. I, for me, it's like I get to value it a bit more, mm. that it's nicer to do things that I actually want to do. Rather than the expectation that I need to do this. Yeah. Mm. And I see that, I see that with people, because I've noticed it lately, I, I'm i hearing a lot more of people just quitting their jobs. Yeah. And I, it's caught me each time, so Jesus, how did that just happen? Where, it didn't really see it coming, but it's like a real quick instinct. Turn around to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm wondering how the pandemic has done that, because I don't remember that being a thing before. No, that we're kind of sitting in a job for however long you wanted and that was it yeah but I wonder it's kind of like being for some work for some people staying in that maybe to be seen as a rigid environment and then home being the exact same yeah because I suppose a lot of people could work from home during Covid and going from it was a very hard thing I found to do to kind of separate the two yeah okay like okay I'm going to sleep here and I'm working here and I'm leaving all the energy here and it's like no so I couldn't do it mm. I, I could do like a day here and there but I couldn't I needed home space to be home space and workspace to be workspace and they were, I find they were so blurred yeah because if you're talking with clients or doing a group like you're holding yeah. that in the space and I associate spaces with feelings and yeah. how I felt when I was in that and it's like how do I let go of this yeah yeah well and I think the energy of this, I know I'm big on if I'm because I'm often coming to a room that someone has been in before and I can feel them in the room mm. and I remember it at home I remember the start of lockdown I was doing college and we were doing college mm. online and the first session I had like a black screen around <laughs> and I was like I don't show them my house yeah <laughs> and then it, over time it was like it slowly kind of came down but mm. I remember thinking this is my private space I don't want this in here mm. and then for I, from what I see from my clients view they kind of like looking into a space yeah. ever so slightly it's like oh you you live in a house and with four walls yeah and oh my oh, God. the colour of your walls and yeah and like it's really revealing very revealing like yeah 
never brought my dog onto a support session before. <gasps> like, here's the dog. <laughs> oh, I used to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes that's needed because they hear the dog barking. It's like, oh, can I see your dog? And it's just yeah. like, okay. Well, because I think sometimes it's like, like I know the last podcast we had the dog barking. Yeah. It's like, if you ignore this, I mean, we're not idiots. And they're curious about their life and they build a picture of what they think you're like. Yeah. Because that's, I assume, what they need you to be. Yeah. And then you kind of break that down. Oh, you're like this person. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's hard because mm. I think, like, I know we work with clients, but they're humans, we're humans. Mm. And it's how do we keep this space as safe as possible? Yeah. Yeah. While keeping a bit of yourself private as well. Yeah. But you and ga- them too, like. You, you, ga- you gauge that though with your clients, like, what can I, what, what can I give here, what can't I give? Yeah. Because I know for me, like, I, I'm like, what are you about? Like, you know? Yeah. They just want to know you're human, as you said, and like, you've got personality outside of yeah. work. You know? Well, I remember, I know of some clients, and in the first session, I'd be like, all right, be suspicious. Mm. Like, I think it's unnatural to come into a session with someone and think you should trust them straight away. I'm very clear. It's like, I don't bloody turn that shit. That doesn't come easy. I won't be offended. No, no. And I'd you say know? that. I'd be like, I, yeah. we have to get to know each other here. Like, it's mm. don't be expecting... Miracles. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that's when I first started working here, like, that's my expectation. Oh, you'll trust me because, you know, I work in this. It's like, <laughs> Jessica, would you really do that with a stranger? No, you wouldn't. Like, no. you know, but it really makes you reflect on, well, I find it makes me reflect on myself yeah. and put yourself almost in the client, not necessarily the exact position of the client, but something of that effect. Yeah. And I think there is, for me, there's a big difference between sharing things about myself and being solid. Because mm. I know if I'm solid with someone, I don't know if as much sharing needs to happen. Because mm. I feel solid. Sorry, I'm not saying I'm trying it. It's, I know what I'm doing here. I know how to talk. I know why I'm here and I know what it's about. So, mm. what are we doing? Yeah. It's so interesting though. Yeah. It's so hard to think back about all those Zoom sessions you'd have and... <laughs> <laughs> and I hated them. And in, some, and in some new people love them. Yeah. Or clients even. Yeah. Whatever age you are. Don't mind them. I find... Um, well, this has come up with one or two people who I did Zoom sessions with. And uh, the, I, uh, uh, the fact that, so I have a, the laptop is like a 13 inch screen mm-hmm. and that's not enough for me. There's too many distracting things around. Yeah, and it's like not enough scope. No, and it's like my attention can go so easily from yeah. it because it's hard. And there will be times where I'm mm-hmm. absolutely in the session with the person, but then... yeah. There's other times where if I'm sitting in front of someone, I'm, I can feel more. Mm. Whereas on a computer, I find I fidget. Yeah. A lot. Um, and some clients might want to not have any camera on. And I was like, I can't. I, f- I, so I can't pick you up here. Yeah. I know, <laughs> you know we were doing a training today and I was saying mm. it. And it was a Zoom training. I have often, so I know I was playing around with the mouse and moving people because I can't. I need to be able to see someone looking back in order mm. to talk because I couldn't talk to a blank space no I need feedback of some kind and even your, your posture on like a Zoom training like yeah you wouldn't sit like with your hands like this like well underneath. I did <laughs> <laughs> I did as well that's why I'm naming it so I was like kind of like yeah. this and it's really interesting to think about that yeah I think it's all thinking about how we're working because I know I would never have been able, I wouldn't, and I don't like working online, but 
I do it sometimes and obviously there are circumstances where if someone can't make it at last minute or they're sick for some reason then I think it's relevant but it's hard because I never worked obviously I came out of college and went into this work was there that freedom of adaptability before that was it kind of set in stone if someone can't make it that's it have, it, have it, you become more adaptable to new ways of working I, th- I think it's adaptable but I think it was just assumed like okay, yeah. if if you couldn't make an appointment it didn't happen mm. there was no let's have a zoom instead it yeah. was just a oh well I can't come in okay so let's reschedule mm. and then because I know in zoom there was some or in zoom excuse me in covid where zoom wasn't an option so we used to go for a walk which was yeah. lovely mm. and I've kept that up actually of some clients that we go for a walk because it's nice yeah it's just it's changed some things in a really positive way. Yeah. Of would they would they have been explored yeah. if COVID wasn't around? I mean, I would have preferred to be able to travel during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's like this whole collective grief of some kind in it, where there's this big loss that's kind of disenfranchised. It's hard to. For me, it's hard to grasp it. It's like, mm. I get I've been through something, but I don't really know what I've been through. I don't know how to describe it. Mm. And it doesn't feel quite personal. And I know that's different for people who will have lost people in COVID, to yeah. COVID. Like, that mm-hmm. has a very different impact. And, you know, for the people maybe who have, like, who are starting college or finishing college, and maybe having your like, summer off or doing whatever, but a lot of the people I know been straight into a job yeah. and they're kind of like oh no but they're kind of labelled as like oh I've got this big responsibility now. yeah responsibility is hard work <laughs> <laughs> being an adult <laughs> you know but yeah. it's like a lot of people just went straight into work and no freedom to do much no. but often that's the expectation put on people yeah straight from college into work yeah but that just went by tenfold after Covid yeah well during Covid actually well, during, and I, because I remember the, oh Christ, what am I trying to say? The pop, play, put, not pop, the payment. Oh, yeah, the pop payment. What was the pop? Pa- pandemic unemployment payment. Oh, I got it right. <laughs> yeah. right. I don't know why it sounded weird. Um, I do think that had an impact, because I was thinking, I, did, I know someone who was like, they were 18, and were getting 300 and something a week. I was like, I mean, that's nice. That is. And I do think it brings in a certain amount of... God, and again, I sound bloody old, but like I can remember my first paycheck was 20 quid and I worked eight fucking eight hours for it. Beep. Yeah, but <laughs> well, it's marked explicit, we're fine. Okay. <laughs> but I do, I remember getting paid 20 quid for working an eight-hour shift when I was 15. Jeez, Back mad. when it was like proper money. <laughs> ah. not, not revenue. We had pounds. Do you remember pounds? <laughs> Punts. No. Uh, when did the euro come in? Oh Christ! All right, okay, never mind. Two thousand. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I wouldn't have been handling money, but I was. I was in the existence when there was pounds. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so I do think it's like, so then for the equivalent for people going through COVID mm. of twenty quid would have been three hundred and however or however much it was. Yeah. I probably just don't know people anymore going out. Yeah. Into social space. I'm like, who are you? Aren't you a child? 
Yes. Like, oh, that's called getting old. <laughs> sorry to break it to you. You slowly start to go, and you still a pro- yeah. set cop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, at that stage. <laughs> yeah. I, I've gotten to the stage where it's like, oh, the people who are younger than me now have kids. This is all right. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, but I think we're coming up to cusp of it, I hope. Oh, Christ almighty. Mm. Like, Even though, like, China is still full on. Yeah. Back to kind of um, masks and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. And testing. Yeah. But I suppose it was great in a sense f- for this year that we could go back to 99% of duties that we that yeah. filled before COVID. Yeah. Like training in person, groups in person. And I suppose for you, I know you're running groups. Is it different in person? Than totally it? different. Okay. Um, I find for me, not that I try to control the space, but it's very hard to, sorry, monitor actually, monitor yeah. online because it's very easy to text someone else if you don't like someone inside the group yep. and start this whole thing. It so is. See, you know what I mean? <laughs> not that I've done that. <laughs> I've but, done that. And to, because if you're in person, there's something happening, you can feel it. There's yeah. a few daggers going here, there. Yeah. I can pull on it. Yep. Um, but then in person, like I've been doing this group two years, and the whole the group has changed constantly. New people and a lot of the people who have who haven't still haven't turned eighteen, but just have went somewhere else. Or yep. it's a whole flip of what the group actually is. I feel like with a new set of people, the, the whole group dynamic changes and yeah. what the group actually is. Yeah. I also there's something for me, and I. I haven't been in a situation where it's happened, but I have heard of it happening where if you're in a session and something uncomfortable happens, someone can just leave. Mm-hmm. And I find that... Co- Sorry, I have been in sessions where that's happened where someone has come in, said something really controversial and really provocative. Mm-hmm. And when they were challenged on it, just went, all right, I'm leaving, goodbye. Yeah. And go. And that has happened on online yeah. spaces where I can pop in say or do what I want and just leave and there's, yep. no, there's very little consequences or chase up on that because but I do wonder how much of that is the current climate because I think of things like TikTok and everything is so fast and mm. I feel like we're getting more and more polarised with each other like I feel yeah. like people are moving further and further away from each other away from each other mm-hmm. and yet there's something because I know with the people that I work with it's like oh I agree with this person, but I don't agree with this person. And it's like they're aligning their whole identity with someone else's thoughts. And this, I think there's an element of some sort of safety to that. And yeah. I don't know, a gang mentality comes into my head. Yeah. Well, tribal. Yeah. I, I don't think we're too far away from that. No. Like, even, I know this is totally off topic, gender, even the Harry and Meghan thing, I'm seeing it all over the place. Like, I don't know where my head's at because I'm reading people's comments like oh someone can say something lovely about them I'm like oh yeah I yeah. feel that way and then we, I find I go so off about what people are saying sometimes because yeah. like uh, I know you said I know I mentioned it earlier have you watched Heartbreak High? No I have no, not oh no. my god oh my god I'm obsessed good? <laughs> yeah very good Tra- traumatic <laughs> Love, light yeah. stuff so nice and light yeah not as bad as Euphoria but not not as many of my life <laughs> Sorry, just because you mentioned the Harry mm. and Meghan stuff. Yes, even like on TripAdvisor, like, oh, someone makes a bad review. 
I won't stay there now. Yeah, like but it's the impact of the bad, and it's the certainty in it. Because mm-hmm. I've seen it, there was, so like there was stuff this week with Leo Varadkar, mm. and I remember reading one or two comments like, oh, he shouldn't have done this, it's a disgrace, and other ones where it's like, oh, you know, I don't like him as a person, but someone shouldn't have done that. Or no, I don't like his political views, but that's not okay. And then someone else going, you know, he's in an open relationship, can we just get over this and move on? And it's like, nobody, none of these statements are based in evidence. But how far, how far that can fly, though? Yeah. In the wrong hands. It's quite scary. Yeah, because I was like, there was one, like, there was one about the open relationship where I was like, okay, fair enough if he is, but mm. like, saying this and saying, sorry, I know what my problem is, the, got it now. Um... <laughs> I think we're moving into a place where opinion is being passed off as fact. Yeah. And anyone that challenges that opinion is being treated as if they're challenging a fact. Hmm. Whereas I think there should be more space for difference. It's very little. I know I saw that online now, you know, I read that. Yeah. And I can remember... I keep showing my age. I remember I was with someone, someone who was younger, and we were chatting, and their parent came in and the parent said something messing with him joking the child literally got out the phone googled it and went no you're wrong and this is how and i was like fucking hell right but it's that kind of there's something of the battles it's like the space for a healthy argument to disagree but it's like always like someone has to one up in each other it's like i'll, I'll just consult with google and see what they say yeah you're totally off this person, off the walls, giving this opinion. So actually, and when you're saying that, what I'm thinking of is the leaving the Zoom meeting. It's like this kind of thing of going, mm, not interested now, I'm going to give you the facts so I don't have to engage. Yeah, and the ease of that. Yeah. That it's easier to isolate ourselves than it is to stay in a place of discomfort and difference and disagreement. I wonder if that has amplified. Yeah. I think there's something, because I was wondering about it, where the lockdown, our worlds became so small that we stopped looking at, I wondered if we'd stopped looking outside of our smallness Mm. and just been like, well, I'm right, so that's right. And there is, I think that's right in a lot of ways. Mm. But I also think, what about the humans and the world and the fact that we are more than one individual? I think during COVID, it was very robotic. You had to be one thing, you had to do this. Like, uh, you could wear a mask if you chose to. Yeah. Even though sometimes we're married, that's people's choices, but like. But also the impact of the choice that if you did wear a mask or didn't wear a mask, mm-hmm. how you'd be treated. Yeah. Like shame on that. Yeah. Because I know I remember talking to someone when the vaccine started coming out, and I think it was Pfizer or was it AstraZeneca. There was one of them that operated in a very similar way to the HIV medication okay and i can't remember which one it was but it it would do something similar to the hiv medication which would be it would go in coat the virus Mm. so that it couldn't replicate okay which is what some of the prep and pep does and the hiv the antiretroviral that word arvs um or the medication to treat hiv and i remember talking to people about it going you know Whatever the opinion is, here is the science. Mm. And there is a risk to it. Like anything, there is a mm. risk. 
but they, I do I feel like there's been a lot of you have to do this or you should do this in it all yeah it's like oh you're such a bad person you do it's like yeah you're being trialed by the entire world yeah yeah and I th- when I think of the areas that we work in I think it's similar it's like when people are coming out around their gender and orientation it's you have to be 100 percent it and mm. you need to be sure like and if you're outside of that you can't luck. be with us yeah yeah one size fits all does not apply like but no yeah, and just even thinking about, you know, people with diverse genders and orientation and going online, there's great safety to that. But I find here in Ireland, people I find from young people talking to me that trying to find information is like a needle in a haystack. Yep. Irish information. Yes, yeah. Yep. Um, it's not so specific. It's, so where do I go from here? And then yep. it's going to other channels because it's like, I'm, I'm not getting it here. I can't find the information, so where do I go? Yeah. And there's something of the online. I think sometimes it's easier to go online because you don't have to face someone. Yeah. Because I remember TikTok would have come out mid-pandemic. I think 2019. Was it? I think it was music hit first. Ah. And then it was... (laughs) Was that why the logo is? Yes, yeah. Ah. It It was a similar kind of combination of people dancing. And then I remember I was in college in 2019 and... That December there was TikTok, but it wasn't as up and rampant as no, what it no. is now. But because I remember, mm-hmm. actually, I remember sitting in a car park in a shopping centre because at the time only one person could go in at a time, and I was talking to someone, and they were on about TikTok and how at the beginning, TikTok was mainly just trans people. Yeah. And because I, I remember the conversation, and they were like, "Oh, I've just gone on TikTok. Have you heard of it?" And I've been like, "I've got a clue what you're on about." And then going on it, and it was literally on the f- the FYP the page. Mm-hmm. You'd swipe, and it was all trans people. It was so strange. I have to cough. <coughs> How dare you? <coughs> Excuse me. So speaking of COVID, I took a test last night. Actually, I don't have oh, COVID. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, there is something going around though. With the yeah. The Such a respiratory Irish thing. It's going around. It's going around. Yeah. But yeah, but there's an awful lot. I hear you in that. It's just like safety. It's like oh, I can see myself here. Yeah. Um. And it's important to see yourself mm. places. But I think that's even coming even more so online now. Of just seeing others. It's mad. Yeah. And I think as well it's when we look at gender and orientation and sexual health and HIV mm-hmm. it's this piece of well if I am this or if this is happening then it has to be this way. Yeah. Because I do think I know and sometimes I get in trouble for it but I think sometimes we go to labels when I think I'd be interested to see what happens if we were to just fuck with them. Like, if we were yeah. to just kind of go, what if I chose to mess with this and, like, not? Go with it, yeah. Not go with it. And I'm not suggesting that people aren't trans or aren't yeah. male or aren't female or aren't queer or any identity. I'm the opposite of it. Mm. And sometimes I'm like, jeez, I'd like just to mess with this. Why? I don't want a label. Have the attachment to it, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> and labels are really important. Really? But I think we had a conversation in our previous podcast how the, how labels can have certain set of ha- behaviours attached to them. Yeah. And trying to let go of that. Sorry, I'm choking. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> I'm doing the podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I suppose reflecting over the year and how it's been going. Mm. Um, this is my first like full year of like fully experience what 
the work of God that you like. And I remember the first year I was working here, Pride was online. I had no- oh Christ. I had no notion of what that felt like. And then we took the young people to Dublin and it was so nice, like the feeling that I got. Yeah. I'll never forget it. It was really nice to see the light on their faces and knowing that these possibilities are out here for people to bring them to these places. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was that was definitely my highlight of working this year and also exploring new avenues like such as the professionals training I'm enjoying yeah. kind of getting to know that. And meeting new clients. Yeah. And the old clients as well and also finishing up with some clients that I've been working for two years and closing that off. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard to kind of pinpoint for me one thing. I've been like in a amalgamations of starts, starts and finishes. Yeah. And new beginnings. I think as well, there's been a lot of changes here this mm. year. There's been big movements and different things happening. Mm. And I know some of those we'll be talking about in the next few podcasts. Yeah. But I think for me, there's been, it's been a big year. So I've qualified. I mean, uh, I was about to say electrician. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I'm one of those as well. But I used to be used to be a psychotherapist. What the hell? You are one. I'm a, so I've qualified as a psychotherapist, which I'm really proud of. And I think it's nice. The work is just nice. Mm. I I think when I think of is there anything in particular, I think there have been moments with people that I've felt really moved by, mm. and I'm very aware of how privileged I am to do the work I do. And I get to sit and watch people step into their power mm. and become themselves. That is often in a place of real suffering. Yeah. And I think that's really powerful. And I know for me as a worker, it's kind of hard to see that. I find it hard to see that change until yeah. you maybe you're like a reflective piece at the end or you're coming near a close. It's really hard to see that. Yeah. And the impact you have on people's lives as well. Yeah, yeah. And taking on, it's like, you know, I can make a change here, whatever yeah. it may be, big or small, but you can make a change. I know, and I know people that I worked with say it often. They're like, "Oh, you really helped me." I'm like, "No, no, I created the space. You did the work." Yeah. Because I do think it is that. Because they're coming to talk to you, and often you might have all the answers, or just being there. Often, ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's them exploring and them picking apart, and you giving a response. But they're bringing themselves to you. Yeah. They've chosen to come here. The vast majority. <laughs> well and I do I often think and I'm being sarcastic when I say it but I'm not as well I I think I, I remember there was one line that I came across a few years ago and it was like people don't talk about the suffering in healing mm. or how sore it is to heal so sore so there is a bit of me that's like yeah come here by choice and there is another bit of me going I don't know if anybody would choose to bloody do this kind of work yeah. as in have to go through the whole process of healing because the hurt was so much. It's a process because I imagine for some people it's like a, a block out for a while. Yeah. And then having to address it and I don't want to say be left for a week but leave for a week. Yeah. And to sit with that. Yeah. And to come back the week after or the week or another week after that. And to it's like picking out a scab. Yeah. And it kinda of gets a bit sore and sore but eventually majority of it heals the scalp comes off yeah it just comes <laughs> off and that's it but yeah. picking at that and it's hard to go back to your life and for people to reflect and yeah I know I've had one person describe it as a train journey and getting off at the station ah. for an hour at a time and getting back on I don't mention what the tracks are like though oh why specifically an hour 
That's my favorite. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I don't know. Well, not everywhere does an hour. Some places are 50 minutes, some are 45. Yeah. And I know some clients is 45. I've one or two that it's not an hour. It's never an hour. No. And I've others that it's definitely an hour. And sometimes it's just it's a quick check-in. Yeah. Remember I started working, I was like, oh my God, I need the agenda. Gender and orientation. We need to talk about this. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah. No. Often I get from clients, I feel really bad. I feel like I'm wasting your time. Because I'm not talking about what I'm quote-unquote meant to be talking about. Yeah. It's like, there was no agenda here of what you're meant to talk about. Yes, we're gender orientation, sexual health and HIV. See, I prefer that answer. Usually what I say. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wasting my time, I'll tell you. <laughs> Straight to the eyes. Straight to the Because it's like, I hear you, but you will be the first to know if that's what's going on here. Yeah. For me. Mm. To realise it's quite threatening. <laughs> <laughs> But that could be a uh, test in the boundary as well. It's like, you know, yeah. to be told, you're not, you're not wasting my time. I'll tell you. Yeah. And I'll be upfront with you about it. Yeah. Because maybe that's an experience people have had. Of like, I've been wasting people's times and no one said, have left it unanswered. Yeah. And the assumption builds around it then. Yes. And I think the other edge of it is, because I've, I've noticed it a few times, when I say to someone, you know, if, if it's a problem, I'll tell you. It's like they're waiting to be told. Yeah. <laughs> so I have stopped saying it so bluntly, but I did know it. I noticed it one time where I was like, God, actually, maybe I wonder if we're saying this, I'm saying it's coming. When it, it often isn't. Yeah, but just probably the honesty of just saying it. So I yeah. will let you know that I will try my best not let you fall in this. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we're coming to the end of the year. Um, have you any plans? Um, no, not much. I'm looking forward to being off. It'd be strange to be off for like a week and a half, I yeah. think. Um, do you have any plans? Not during Christmas, but I'm going away after. <laughs> I've got a holiday, which I'm very much Oh, January place to. to go yeah. away. Um, yeah. I suppose it's important to remember that um, we're close to Christmas. Yep. But still, we will put signposting up of supports you can get while our service is closed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and if people need something to email, yeah. I will get them in the right direction. Um, and I suppose just to mention that we're going from the 22nd to the 3rd. Yes. Thank you. I would have no idea what date. I mean, me not counting down the days at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a pleasure to work on the podcast. and. Yeah. I would say, her, yeah? yeah, this is my um, <laughs> handing my notes after this podcast. <laughs> um, but I would like to say thank you to the clients that I work with yeah. and the young people who, who I support. Um, definitely is a privilege to be part of their journey. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. Cool. So do you want to introduce yourself and maybe just a little bit about what you do? Yeah, of course. So my name is Roshan O'Connor. I'm the receptionist at GOSH. So it's a shared role along with Sarah. So what I do then, it can change. It's dependent on what's actually going on in the building. But for the most part, it's looking after the condom orders, looking after some of the databases and the paperwork, and then being the face of 
the face of Gash and taking any of the calls and talking to anyone who comes in the front door. Cool. Uh, I'm smiling when you say the face of Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great face. <laughs> um, so I suppose about maybe just to talk a bit about what happens on day to day for you or what a normal mm -hmm. day would look like. So then usually it's coming in if it's a day where Sarah's also working, just doing a little bit of a handover, checking the diary, seeing what's going on. And then, as I say, it does change for the most part. It's just checking any condom orders that come in, who's in the building, and then maybe just seeing if there's any work that's been left there. So like that, if there's any filing to be done, if there's any anything to be added to the databases for the testing or anything. That's kind of the bulk of it then. Cool. Because I often think when people think about a reception that it's just meeting and greeting, but it sounds like there's a hell of a lot. There's plenty of meeting and greeting, but like that, it's if people are going off doing training days, we're making training packs, you know, depending on what's going on. I've definitely done a fair bulk of admin work then yeah. as well. So absolutely. Cool. Um, yes, is there anything else that you'd like to say or? Um, I suppose it's just a case of I enjoy doing it, I suppose, is good to put out there then as well. It's nice. I like to do anything a bit procedural, but yeah. at the same time, it's still forward-facing and it's dealing with people. It's dealing with everyone who works at GOSH. So it's never exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's something really positive about it. And, you know, yeah, it keeps you on your toes, definitely. Yeah. But it's something that I enjoy, yeah. I know, uh, so I'd work with clients, but mm -hmm. I know one of the things we hear quite often is people walking in the door and the feeling of walking in the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I suppose I'm wondering what that's like from your end, because you get met with the people walking in the door. Yeah, and I think it's something that's always a little bit to the front of my mind as well. Cool. Just because, you know, when you think of the kind of work we do, there's obviously peer work, there's the client work, there's counselling, or even just testing. Yeah. I think the base feeling for a lot of people is coming in and being nervous. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, again, face of gosh, try and greet them with a smile. And, you know, again, it, there is a bit of people reading as well. Yeah, yeah. Some people, you know, it's a good thing to be kind of bright and bubbly with them and put them at ease. And then other people, you can tell the blinkers are on. They yes. just want to go straight into where they're going, show them and then just a thank you and a goodbye. And they're happy out. But... Yeah, so it's just reading people and just being a little bit understanding of, you know, it's some of the reasons people come in here. It's not their favourite thing that they're going to be doing in the day. So just to meet them where they're at, exactly. Actually, I like that. that it's not their favourite. And, and they still come in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm wondering how it's like for you working here. Do you like it? Sorry, maybe you don't answer that. <laughs> no, it's okay. I've already put out that it's pretty positive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do enjoy working here. And I've done some admin work in the past. Um, I've done a lot of retail work. So I like that it's still, to an extent, I wouldn't necessarily say fast-paced, but there is a constant turnover of things happening here. Yes. And... You know, it is nice to still have some time to do the more minute tasks of the day. So on the computer and everything, but then still have that little bit of social interaction yeah. where it's not completely boxed off in an office. You know, 
where you're not talking to anyone for the day. So no, I do, I do enjoy it. Cause again, as I say, it's dependent on what's going on. Yeah. So that also keeps it interesting. It's not, I walk in, I do the exact same thing in the exact same order every day. Yeah. So definitely enjoy working at Gosh. And I think because we've done a good few interviews, but one of the common things is that of the expectation that things will be yes kind of follow a rhythm mm-hmm. and they don't tend to. No, and you know the same way with other jobs, it's in some ways gosh is almost seasonal, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah. the same way, if you were working in retail, you'll have your Christmas sales, you'll have back yeah. to school time. It's actually much the same in Gosh, where, you know, during the summer, you might have a lot of younger clients coming in because they'll have holidays or you'll have them coming in more often because they're not in the nine to half three of school or, you know, like that, there's maybe quieter periods then. So, yeah, definitely. I find it does actually change more than you'd see. And maybe I do see that a bit more just sitting at the front desk or getting the phone calls the same with you know, testing tends to shoot up a bit or at least phone calls inquiring about it shoot up once colleges are back and everything, so. Wow. Yeah. God, because I suppose the receptionist role being, having you there full-time or Mm -hmm. having you covered full-time is a fairly recent enough occurrence. And we would, we used to, the staff kind of do a half day now and again Mm -hmm. and we'd spot little trends like that, but actually I didn't even think. Even stuff like condom orders after a bank holiday weekend. Now, we're not getting to them in time for the bank holiday weekend, but you know, you could absolutely have a load of them in the email box once we come back then. Yeah. Wow. God, I would, I'd never even thought about yeah. that kind of stuff. Cool. Okay. Um, is there anything that you'd like to add or anything that I haven't asked or you want to say? Um, I suppose... We've kind of covered a lot of the role there. I suppose one of the things just for people to know is because one of the most frequent calls we get are calls about STIs. And it's just the fact that, gosh, aren't medical staff at the end of the day. (laughs) So while we can do great work with sexual health and we definitely have people uh, taking healthline calls, if it's something where you feel like you should talk to a doctor about it you probably shouldn't talk to a doctor <laughs> talk to a doctor <laughs> yeah yeah and would there be a lot of kind of helpline calls then yeah it is varied so sometimes it's you know a helpline call and it's just you know you might even consider it such it is yeah. just someone looking for a bit of advice about should they go to the clinic should they not go to the clinic um i would say Thankfully, I suppose, they're probably the least amount of calls that we do get in the week is someone in kind of absolute dire straits helpline call. It does, thankfully, tend to be more of the kind of STI side of things. Yeah. 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 And I think, because I often, (laughs) I think there isn't any question we don't get asked here. No, absolutely not. And then even being reception, I don't, I barely get to say hello to a lot of people and they've launched into the entire speech and then I have to tell them, that's amazing. Let me just transfer you onto someone who can actually help. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. So thank you very much. Thank you. Unless there's anything else you'd like to say or... No, I think that's kind of it covered now between myself and Sarah and yeah. Let the record state, I do enjoy working for Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you very much, Roshan. No problem at all.
you for listening. Yeah, and happy Christmas. Happy Christmas and New Year. New Year. And whatever other holidays you celebrate. Yeah. Um, and mind yourself in it all, whatever way that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening this year. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.